get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky We'll break it down after the game with the guys Hometown heroes with their own sports bar The best coverage in Denver Don't go too far Just turn on DNVR We are DNVR or lack thereof of intel on club dub didn't you yeah i asked quinn miners about it specifically i was just like yeah so we know that was a thing that happened in the past did you guys break that all out and uh let's see word document there it is he said i can't say that stays in the locker room <laughs> wow i was what like okay in the well, there you go stays in the locker room uh, usually yeah I was but say, with some <laughs> yeah with something but club dub is not like top secret information. No, it's well known. Yeah. Pretty well known. I think he could have gave you that negative I think he probably could have. <laughs> and Todd, did you ever have Club Dub with Sean Payton in 2014? I think we had speakers and music, but it wasn't full out Club Dub with the lights and the okay. disco ball and all that. Like, we didn't have it at that level yet. Um, I think at certain points in New Orleans, he even got to where they had, like, uh, misters and stuff. Like, we were yep. definitely not on that level yet. <laughs> now, is that normal for a winning locker room to have music and big speakers? No. Normally, guys oh. just come in there and celebrate the win, and then kind of everybody kind of retreats their own locker, media comes in. But there's usually not, like, a celebration. Man, I you, feel like there should huh. be. You sound, like, depressed when you're, like, and then media comes in. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's yeah. tough because it's like you're getting dressed, you're half naked, everybody's coming in. So yeah. how was the game? Like, can I put my pants yeah. on real quick? Nope, like, we need to talk to you right now. I need media. to know right now. Or <laughs> camera's up here. You're fine. Or, uh, yeah, or it's so awkward, and I try to really, really, really avoid this. When you see that a player is clearly about to get undressed uh -huh. and dressed, yeah. and then media's just, like, you know, surrounding you about, they give you, like, six more inches of space because yep. you're about to get undressed. I can't imagine just getting undressed in front of a bunch of people that I don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, it's different when it's your when it's your uh, teammates in the locker room, but uh, I totally feel that. So Sean takes Club Dub to like ten different levels. It's not just like one more level. Yeah, he's definitely taking it up a notch, and um, hopefully they had a little celebration for the guys of the hard fought win and finally winning. Like. First win as a coach, head coach of the Denver mm -hmm. Broncos. So they need to have a good, maybe some Breckenridge bourbon could have been the last one. Really turned it up one time. Yep. The Broncos were giving the the players on their way out, they were giving them, uh, was it, what pizza was it? Lou Malnati's? Oh, if I, I can't remember. Right, I think it was. It yeah. was like individual deep dish pizzas as they walked yeah. out of the locker room onto the bus. Yep. Uh, and, and is that something that's normal where you get? food right on your way to the bus yeah like every catered from a city yeah every uh every away game and so hopefully um or usually it's like the best food in the city yeah, yeah um so i don't know about that deep dish but i do remember we had deep dish every time we played in chicago yeah yeah and i think this was one of the more popular i think it was lou malnati's if i'm getting that right uh, i can't remember I think, it, I think it sounds right um but we haven't been able henry and i haven't been able to fully give our take on this game and todd i think you and ryan did a great job dealing with the mixed emotions to mm -hmm. say the least of yesterday's game because at one point the broncos are losing by 21 points to unquestionably the worst team in the nfl and we said that all last week leading up to this game mm -hmm. so we weren't trying to hide how bad of a loss this would be and it looked like the broncos were getting well no it didn't look like it the broncos were getting absolutely dominated by the worst team in the NFL. They made Justin Fields not just look like a competent quarterback, not just look like a good quarterback, look like he should be in the MVP race yep. yesterday, where, let me remind you, going into yesterday, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. They were looking at Caleb Williams as the number one overall pick to save their franchise because Justin Fields, that coaching staff, that entire team just wasn't it. So for one half of, of play, it was awful. 
And then the Broncos mount a massive comeback, mm-hmm. end the game 31-28. to Russ looks good. The defense not only stepped up but had the play of the game, the turning point play of the game, and the Broncos get the win. And so it's not just like you can come in here and be like, everything's great uh-huh. or everything's awful. Mixed emotions a-, a lot, Henry. Yeah, at the same time, though, they won. I'm happy. That was a that was a lot of fun watching that second half. Like I was having the time of my life. Like it's so been a while. Vance. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's been a while since the Broncos have just won a football game, and it's nice. And I don't know. There, there is to me a big part of it where your job is just to win. And if you win, there you go. You did the job. You just got to come back better next week. Like there's definitely the eye test says some things are wrong, but at the same time. If you're concerned about the first half, you have to be incredibly excited about the second half. You know, it's been that same thing that people have been doing for weeks that just drives me crazy where it's like, Russ, the numbers are so good. Like, look, he's playing really good football. It's like, well, second half, though, he's not. It's all. But then then talk about the first half, too. Then you can't just say the second half has been bad when the first halves have been incredible. And so it's that same thing where did it it didn't go smoothly. Like it wasn't like I, I don't know if people would feel better if it was like a. Broncos score a touchdown, so it's 7-0, then 7-7, then 14-7, then 14-14. Like, going back and forth makes people feel better than going down big, than coming back big. The point is, you got the win, and that's all that really matters. You have blinders on, though, Henry, because your view in this is just like, I feel like the way you're talking about it is like the Broncos played the... middle the, of the pack team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Chargers yeah. or the, I don't know, another the middle Colts of the pack or, team. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. But when you take a step back... This was the Bears who are awful. And the Bears yeah. just showed us how awful they were yesterday yes. by playing their best football of the season and still absolutely blowing it from players yep. to coaches specifically. Uh, and, and they were at home to do it. I do give the Broncos credit, but another thing I have issue with, the Broncos offense came to play one full half of this game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just the second half. The Broncos put together a great first drive. 75 mm-hmm. yards, touchdown uh, to start the game. Non-existent for literally the next two quarters mm-hmm. of time. Yep. In their next four drives, 45 total yards, zero points. Yep. Then the final quarter and a half, I really quarter, they put it together again. And so this offense, they're the bright spot of the team. There's no doubt about it. Um, but they need to be consistent. Saying yeah. that, though, they have been uh, they have showed flashes one half of every single game Mm -hmm. which is really encouraging but you can do that for todd help me out here one two games maybe and then you need to start putting it together and show consistency the fact that it's consistently inconsistent of the Uh consistency is like okay is is this just who they are um but russell Mm -hmm. wilson is absolutely stepping up to the plate here and we're going to talk about russ um in, in just a minute but todd after you've had you know 16 hours to process this where are you now um i think i feel a little bit better but i still feel like uh we beat a terrible team mm-hmm. um but every win in the nfl is a hard fought exactly. win i think the guys came to play and they didn't quit they could have easily quit oh and three down 21 points yeah. to one of the worst teams in the nfl um and we finally made some plays on defense so i think i'm more encouraged than i am frustrated but i still feel like we have so much more winning to do or so much more growing to do to really be the team that we want to be you talk about not putting together putting it together for four quarters like when you go up against some good teams like the chargers i mean like the chiefs or the bills like they're going to play good football for four quarters so we have to be prepared to do the same and match their intensity Mm -hmm. we can't fall off for two quarters and think we'll be able to come back you know by down 14 or down 21 points against some really good teams so just keep growing keep progressing everyone is a good win Good first win. Let's keep on moving. See if we can get some more. Yeah, I mean, to me, like all that really comes out of yesterday is the season isn't totally dead now. Like you, you're right there. Like you, you have a chance to go to two and three this week. That's all you could ask for. Like I get that the offense was asleep there for a couple quarters. At the same time, though, like if they're scoring a touchdown every drive, they would wind up putting up seventy points like the Dolphins did. You know, like it, you're not going to. You're not going to score every drive. Not every drive is going to be a good drive. All you got to do is have enough good drives to get it done. Just happen to be for the offense and defense. Those came in the second half. Yeah, and to me, I just I need more consistency. And huh. to me, the way the way I feel about this game, um, I'm actually taken down a step about how good I felt about the win. And I do feel good about the win. Let, let me get that out hmm. there. Because Todd said it last week, the Broncos season last week 
was on life support. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. barely alive, but still <laughs> just enough alive. After the win yesterday, I feel the exact same way. If they would have lost, it's dead. Yeah. I mean, yep. it, it's completely, completely dead. dead. Um, to me, the win yesterday doesn't change that. It's not like now we're walking and moving and everything's uh -huh. good. You get the Jets this week. But in just 11 days, mm -hmm. and this is crazy to say, in 11 days, the Broncos' season could be thriving. Because mm -hmm. you get the Jets this week, mm -hmm. and then you get the Chiefs on Thursday night football. The odds are way stacked against the Broncos. I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's going to happen, but there's a chance, because it's the NFL. There's a chance. The Broncos beat the Jets, beat the Chiefs. Not only are you 3-3, three and three, you're on a three-game win streak, and you just beat the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Everything. It is in your future at that point. So the fact that the Broncos kept the season alive, kept it interesting for if they beat the Jets, then at least two more weeks. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's exciting. But Sean Payton yesterday, and I don't know if you guys were able to hear me. I know my connection was going in and out from mm -hmm. Chicago yesterday, Todd. But Sean Payton, I couldn't believe how he really seemed embarrassed about the Broncos' win mm -hmm. yesterday. Not the win part, but how it happened. Yeah. I was expecting him to be first win as a Denver Broncos head coach, 21-point comeback. Um, I thought it was also going to be um, – I thought he was going to be full of emotion because remember the week before how pissed off yeah. he was? Yeah. Um, this is not what Sean Payton was like. Uh, he said that we need – the very first thing he said was, we need to play a lot better. There's going to be a lot of tough film to watch today. Mm -hmm. Um, said, called out the Bears and said, we're going to play a lot better teams than that. No disrespect, Chicago and Matt Eberflus. And then he said, the Bears probably failed the exact same way about us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he was taking shots at the Broncos left and right right there. Um, but that's that kind of made me feel like, oh, damn, okay, if the head coach is kind of embarrassed by this win, maybe I need to take just a little step back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the same time, like, I go back to uh, the Broncos are a bad football team. Like, I think we know that. I don't think anybody has any doubts about that. Like, hopefully they go out there and prove us wrong. And when you're a bad football team, all you can ask is just to win. Like, there's no style points for bad football teams. Like, you just need to find a way to get in there and get out and move on. And they did it. But that, that's fair, Henry. But I think he's just upset that they're a bad football team. Yeah, it, that's fair. But some people would also say, if you're that bad of a football team, don't win. A lot of people had their eyes set <laughs> on Caleb Williams, especially entering last week, especially down at halftime. And the way it was looking, fans were like, okay, this season's done. I'm, I'm changing my, my eyesight on this season. Let's look at Caleb Williams. How does uh -huh. 13 look in this Broncos jersey? And so I think that's yeah. another reason why emotions were mixed. Not with Sean Payton. He uh -huh. wasn't thinking about Caleb Williams, mm -hmm. but fans. Um, and uh, RK said it yesterday on the show. He said, uh, uh, this didn't change that the Broncos are a bad football team. Oh, yeah. But it did change their record. And this is football. That's all that matters. Yeah. I think Sean is very realistic. And I think that's the uh, lens that we were looking at it through. Like, mm -hmm. yes, as a player, I understand winning your first game and how exciting that is for mm -hmm. your fans and everyone in the locker room. But I also understand what it means which with each team that you beat. Like, beating the Chiefs is a very different victory than beating the Bears. And although yep. beating the Bears gives us our first win, there's nothing to hang our hat on there except for, hey, we won one, let's go get another one. Right. Yep. You know, and then the way they did it, everybody here expected a blowout. You just got beat by 50. Now, like, everybody's back is up against the wall. You're playing the worst team in the NFL. Okay, now it's time to show what you're made of and really make things happen. Yeah. Didn't happen like that, but ultimately got a win. Yeah. Let's try to get another one. Yeah, mixed emotions. And you said trying to get another one, Todd. And if you want to be there to maybe see the most juicy mm -hmm. game of the season, the juiciest game of the season, I should say, check out our friends over at Game Time. Broncos Jets. I don't know in the history of the NFL if there's been a more exciting game between a 1-3 and three team uh -huh. and a 1-3 and three team than uh -huh. Broncos-Jets wow. this weekend. Sean Payton referred to this game yesterday as a fiasco <laughs> because of everything he said about Nathaniel Hackett in the past. Um, and boy, is this going to be so exciting. If you want to be there to uh, boo the Jets, if you want to be there to count down the play clock, for Nathaniel Hackett mm -hmm. and the Jets offense with Zach Wilson running it. Check out our friends over at Game Time. Use the code DNVR to get $20 off your first purchase. This is a game to be at. This is one I'm so excited about. And if you are to use that code DNVR over at Game Time to get in.
And if you're watching the game, whether you're at home or in the stadium, make sure you have some Spirit Hound with you to enjoy your time watching this game. It's going to be an exciting game no matter what happens. Um, I really feel like the Jets got robbed last yeah, night. I never want to see the Chiefs win. I felt like oh, the Jets yeah. got robbed. So uh, I'm drinking some Spirit Hound today to, <laughs> to mourn for the, the Jets being robbed. Oh, uh, they have an nice. award-winning whiskey. 2022 Whiskey of the Year, London Experience Competition, sniffs out the finest ingredients available for their whiskey, gin, vodka, all from the state. Bring in Juniper, Juniper Berries to their Alliance Distillery and get a free cocktail. They are available in 40 states nationwide. They have a new tasting room in the Highlands. Their whiskey, vodka, and gin can be purchased at stores across Colorado or order online to 40-plus states. Don't worry, you don't have to get of a retriever to track down a bottle, head over to thespirithound.com for availability and details on how and where to buy. And people in the comment section are calling me roller coaster Zach because I'm all over the place with my <laughs> oh, emotions. Man. But I think that's kind of what this game was for oh. Broncos fans. It's like all over the place. So I'm not taking that as a shot today. Uh, one of the things that people have been all up and down a roller coaster about the past 18 months, Russell Wilson. Best thing ever mm -hmm. when the Broncos trade for him. Worst trade ever uh, about, what, 13, 14 months? No, like nine months ago. Mm -hmm. um, and people are still trying to figure out their emotions on him. And we said the number one thing coming into this season, the biggest thing the Broncos need to do, as Peyton Manning joins the Pat McAfee show right now, um, is uh, see if this is Russell Wilson's, see if Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson. Four games in to this season, has Sean Payton officially fixed Russell Wilson? Are you guys confident in saying that? Yeah. Russ is back. We're getting full Russ. This is this is better than what he did throughout his career. If you just look at the numbers, like in terms of volume and efficiency, he's up from his career numbers. And he's done it over the course of four games now. Feels like way more than that. Um, but but yeah, I mean Russ is doing everything you could ask. Like Russ is Russ is back. Russ is fixed. I think Russ is definitely making some plays. I can say that he is uh, performing at a very high level right now, and mm -hmm. I love the way that he's progressing um, under Sean Payton. You know, I always say the first year with a new coach or new offensive coordinator is good, but the second year is always better. Mm -hmm. So if this is how he's performing now, I can definitely say that he's on the roads of being not only fixed, but possibly better than he was uh, mm -hmm. when he first got here. So I'm excited, man. I think that Sean's putting together a good game plan for him. Um, it seems like it's simple and clean and crisp, and Russ is really performing well. Very good political answer, Todd, but you didn't necessarily <laughs> say if he's fully fixed. Is it because he's he's on his way, but you're not ready to officially say, yep, he's 100% fixed? Yeah, I, I think he's definitely on his way, and I think he's definitely making plays. And sometimes I like to look at like the game more than the stats because stats yeah. tell one story, but the game tells another. Like The offense still is sputtering at times um, throughout the games, and we're not going to be able to – rely on that long term so i can't say that he's like 100 percent fixed yes his stats look good the nine mm -hmm. touchdowns through four games phenomenal yeah. great completion percentage phenomenal but i just don't know if we can say fixed if he's not at a level to come in and beat um the chiefs and the Chargers, which is why we brought him here 100 i'm right there with you i am so unbelievably encouraged by Russell Wilson through the first four games. But quarterbacks, there's a reason only quarterbacks get win losses. Mm -hmm. Guards, linebackers, safeties, they don't get credited with win losses. It's just quarterbacks because so much rests on them. And so one in three, it that's not a quarterback be, being fixed right mm -hmm. now, um, being 100% fixed where I'm ready to just close my eyes and say he's the future for the next five, seven years. Um, I wouldn't say that. Mm. I would say he's fixed. What? Russ is back, but I'm not saying you build around him. Okay, I, I guess then we have to define what okay. fixed is because when I say fixed, I'm talking about he's you guy feel like rocking. he's the guy that you traded for yeah. and gave the five-year $250 million contract to. See, and I do think, I think that's absolutely true. Well, if you signed him to the five-year $250 million contract and you felt good about that at the time and you mm -hmm. thought he was fixed then, then that means when you're saying he's fixed again that he's worth that contract. But the team around him isn't good. Like, I... I, I still think this is a bad football team and and like I said before the season like if you don't make the playoffs this year how do you say that the Russell Wilson era could result in anything like because he's all he's going to be 35 at the end of the year like you've still got 
whatever, four or five years, the contract extension kicks in next year. He's not going to get any better. The cap hits just keep get going up. And I don't know that the talent is there around him to actually build around him. Like, I still think he might move on after the year, but I do think he's absolutely playing to his contract. You are crazy, Henry. If really? you have the quarterback, the guy that you think is the guy, you don't think about moving on from him. Oh, you definitely do. I mean, because what? I think... Uh-uh. No, no way! I'm saying he's a neutral value. Like, that contract, he's giving you what you pay, but you're paying $50 million with no surplus value. Like, he's not playing above the contract. You're, you're just saying, we'll commit this money to get this... But without a team around him, there's just no way it's going to work. When he first got paid, what did they have him rank as far as QBs, as far as his pay? Number one. Did he reset it? I think he did. Yeah, I think so. So when he reset it, he has to play like the number one quarterback. (laughs) Just because guys have gotten paid since he got paid doesn't mean that they didn't pay him to be the number one quarterback in the league. Other guys have gotten paid, which is raising the pay scale for quarterbacks, but they paid him to be the number one quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) And just if he sits now at five based on other guys getting Mm -hmm. paid, oh, he's playing at five. No, that's not what they brought him in here to do. So I can't say that that's enough. Okay, that's fair. But I do think, I mean... You are giving him the fifth most, and he's probably right around the fifth best. Then how are you moving on from the fifth because, best quarterback because, in the NFL? Because you're paying. I that by Tom. Oh, no, because it's because what? it's – ignore him, Zach. <laughs> it's, well, it's because – I mean, we can go through all the numbers. Like, the there's only been one quarterback – ever who's made more than 12% of a team's cap space who's won a Super Bowl it's Patrick Mahomes like quarterback salaries are just so inflated that Russell Wilson's definitely worth this money but you're not going to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback making that much money unless he is Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady like it's just a bad decision to invest that much money in a top five quarterback but he is living up to the money like he's playing market value he's playing better than Derek Carr who's behind him you know he's so I, I just so you would move on from a top five quarterback because he's not playing top five. We've seen the Broncos being quarterback no. purgatory for a long time, but then also you were okay with the Broncos giving them that deal last year, weren't you? Yep. But he's lived up to it, is what you're saying, and now you're ready to move on after two years because well, again, we're having two different conversations. Like you have to look at where this team is right now, with even less resources going forward. Are they going to be able to build a better team around Russ? and compete for a Super Bowl. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that they're they're going to have enough resources to actually do a total 180 and get to that level. And for that reason, I don't know why you ride out the Russ years and say like, well, we might as well do it because he deserves it. Like, I, I think that you still have to pull the trigger. But when you look at what he in particular has done, he's done enough. Like, if, if you're just saying like, how has he performed in these four games? Two outplayed him. He outplayed Sam Howell. He outplayed Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh, he know. should be three and one. You don't out, think so? I don't think he outplayed Sam Howell. Okay. I think Sam Howell, yeah. He had a good game too. It was close. But even then, it's two and two, and you're saying you're a 500 team. Who knows your playoff team, whatever. It's the team around him that just doesn't have enough talent. Like, there just isn't enough talent, and you're not going to get any more talent when you're giving a guy $50 million a year. Like, there's just no more money to go around. The, I mean, to be fair, though, you look at, at, at other players or other quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes' playmakers that he has, yeah. he, he has Travis Kelsey, and that's way more than the Broncos mm-hmm. have, to be fair. Those wide receivers, I mean, how much were they getting dogged after yeah. that first game? Really bad. But, but I think yeah. I think something, and why I don't want to say Russell Wilson is completely fixed yet is because I still think he has another level to take and I think he can take that next level. And I actually think Sean Payton's holding him back a little bit. I think Sean Payton huh. has some training wheels on him still because we haven't seen the full Russell Wilson experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm really encouraged by this, actually. I'm very encouraged by it because mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's been great. Nine touchdowns, two interceptions. He has the third best passer rating in the NFL. His QBR is 16th in the NFL. So that shows there's still some room for improvement now. Um, but I think Sean Payton has done a great job of letting Russ play really well while not putting too much on his plate because what happened last year? Too much was put on his plate. It was very obvious. So Mm -hmm. Sean has taken a little bit back, and I think he's slowly going to continue to give him more and more, which is going to uh, make his ceiling even higher for this team. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that there's more that Russ can do um, to be even better. So I can't call him fixed, but I think that he is well on his way to being a really good quarterback for the Broncos. And I don't know if you move on from him, you know, one year after being with Sean Mm -hmm. Payton. I think you have to give it time to progress. And I think 
if we do have a high pick next year, we can trade that pick for more True. picks to bring in guys to really fill this roster with dogs, leaders and dogs, mm -hmm. and really put together something that can be a playoff worthy or AFC West um, contention team. Yeah. This, yeah. There's a conversation now switch from uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May to now Marvin Harrison Jr. Slash <laughs> trading away picks because Henry, you're right about this team right now. The defense is the worst in the NFL mm -hmm. right now. The offense, four of five offensive linemen got flags yesterday. Yeah. That is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. um, and so far, the skill position players outside of Marvin Mims and Jaleel McLaughlin have been underwhelming, I, I mm -hmm. think is fair to say, yeah. um, for, for the most part. So you do need talent around. And if you end up with a top pick and... Um, and, and someone really wants to trade it, then maybe that's the, the move you make as you do make a trade. Yeah, you definitely could. I, I guess thinking back, my thing is Russell Wilson was never Patrick Mahomes and he never will be. He was never Tom Brady. He was never Aaron Rodgers. You know, he was kind of that tier below. Like he's a pro bowl, not all pro quarterback. You know, he's always been your fifth or sixth best quarterback in the league. And that's why I think he's been. I think that's the best way to explain it. And I think fifth or sixth best, best quarterback in the league to me is borderline elite. And borderline yeah. elite guys carry bad teams. They make everyone around them better. If you have an average Even this team, team. Yes. Yeah. Four he, different linemen had penalties. Yeah. Four different offensive linemen. There was one who didn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Shout out Ben Powers for uh, yeah. for not having a penalty. By the way, Sean Payton um, said penalties are driving him crazy yeah. in training camp. He said the way you coach, you try to coach penalties out. And then if that doesn't work, how you get penalties to go away is you just pull people. Mm -hmm. you, you bench mm -hmm. people that are committing penalties. The fact that Sean Payton's saying that now these penalties are driving him crazy. We've already seen some changes to the defensive side, which we'll get into later in the week with starters being changed and mm -hmm. stuff. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if this week or next week, someone that's getting paid a lot of money on the mm -hmm. offensive side of the ball is benched, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's an offensive lineman, or at least, you know, have their starter tag pulled from them um, because Sean is, has had it up to here with, with these penalties on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. Yeah. I think it. changes the defense are more likely, a lot more likely. Which we've already seen. Exactly, yeah. we have. But that's the other thing with Russ is, like, he can't make the defense not give up 37 and a half points a game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much he can do. Like, I guess he could just refuse to throw the ball deep and just, like, throw it short and try to run more clock, but that would just be an insane thing to do. So, yeah, I just... Russ, to me, has done what he needs to do. He's, he's playing winning football. He's playing winning football yeah. on a one I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think that defense is just that bad. Yeah, I mean, the defense is that bad. Yeah, and I, love I don't this. think anybody could. Typically on this podcast, there's a lot of agreement. Uh -huh. and, and I think we are kind of emulating where Broncos fans are right now, yeah. is mm -hmm. how we feel about that win yesterday. Yeah. Some people feel great. Some people are like, oh, why? Uh, and then again with Russ, there's certainly conversations mm -hmm. still surrounding him. And we'll get to see Russ go up against Zach Wilson this week. But before we look ahead to this week, we got to look back at the crucial plays in this game and get the inside scoop, one of my favorite segments of the week with Todd Davis. And grab yourself a Breckenridge Brewery, Broncos mm -hmm. Country Ale. You're probably proud right now to celebrate the Broncos, at least after yesterday's win. And you want to crack open a nice uh, beer for Monday Night Football? Grab some Broncos Country Pale Ale by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You're going to want to get these for this week. For next weekend and then also Thursday night football coming up so head to the store get a 12 pack they even have 18 packs so check them out the official beer of DNVR and if you want to find out where to get them go to breckbrew.com and find their beer locator and uh, also go get yourself some Shady Rays um, we were in Chicago yesterday and because it was such a quick trip I didn't want to bring sunglasses with like I was trying to pack as light as I possibly could I was the exact same way yeah, yeah. I was like I can't I just want this one backpack so that I don't have to bring like two bags with to the stadium like it would just be way easier if i can just fit everything there and i had to like bring a change of shoes like things that take up a bunch of space so i was like you know what i'm just not dealing with sunglasses today <laughs> terrible decision it was a terrible decision it was so bright out there the, that whole walk because what we, we walked like a half mile of the tailgate we walked another mile to the stadium like we were all over the place and i was thinking the whole time wow this would be really nice to have my shady rays um so don't make the mistake that i made um especially because even if i brought them with 
and lost them, which mm. is one of my concerns. Because I was like, do I put them in a bag? Like, do I? Have, I don't know. Um, they just replace them if you lose or break your sunglasses. It's an awesome program that they have. Whole bunch of awesome sunglasses, and just for DMVR customers. If you use the code DMVR, you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, so you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Uh, Todd, anything catch your eye? No, I'm just <laughs> looking at these comments. There's a lot of uh, good comments out there. and People are kind of going back and forth and having conversations That's good. with themselves. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm sure Hank's going to jump in the comments section The pod section is soon. not needed. It's just here like, for people to, to facilitate talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think we're having a great conversation with, yourself, with ourselves, with the commenters. And speaking of the commenters, hit us with a thumbs up. We really appreciate the support. Oh, yeah. It helps us. A lot as the Broncos season stays alive. You see alive. this one? What? I'm kind of with Hank. Oh, kind of so, yeah, with kinda Hank. With there Hank. you go. There we go. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. say your name, man, because it's kind of <laughs> weird. And, but I can relate because I am also that. But wow. you are getting banned You're just here? Kind of with oh, Hank. How wow. about kinda that? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, I agree with his name. I am his name. Oh, you, I don't oh. see what you're even talking about. I can about. say it out loud. The <laughs> fat brown kid. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's there you go. I didn't see that. Wow. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's jump into the inside scoop with Todd Davis to break down some key plays of yesterday's game. Scoop it up. Let's go. Oh. Here you got the clips for us. All right. Let's what are it. we looking at? All right. This is um, third and seven. First, first quarter, quarter, 514 on the clock. This is the screen to Jalil. Um, and this is just Ooh. playmakers making plays. This is a great play by Jalil, um, a play that really should have been caught him and tackled, but he's able to make guys miss and make plays. So see the old lineman getting out. Russ gives him a good ball to where he can really see the field in front of him and start to make plays. And um, if you go for the old lineman does a great <laughs> job picking up this block, but you see they have, you know, two more defenders coming plus yeah. the guy on the block of the old lineman. He should be tackled here and this should not be a touchdown, yeah. but this is just his ability to make guys miss. And this is something that he has. Um, I think that Javante and Samaje have it too. I just think they do it in a different way. They do it by breaking tackles as opposed to making guys miss. So this is something that's unique to him, and this is totally a play where you see three guys around the ball. They should have had him tackle, but he's so shifty out there on the field that he's able to make guys miss. Great job with the O-line getting out there to block uh, so that the, he has space to run, but this mm -hmm. is a play that's 100% on Jaleel to make, and he made it, and he made a great touchdown. I really could have put together a full Jaleel highlight because yeah. there was multiple plays <laughs> yes, throughout definitely. the game that he made, um, tackles for loss that should have happened, that he turned into great plays, and this is one of them starting in the first quarter with the first touchdown of the game. Todd, I absolutely love that you picked this play because it was masterful by Jaleel. Not mm -hmm. only were the offensive linemen out there, Jaleel's a lot faster than those offensive yep. linemen. If he wanted to, and what a lot of running backs do, you just sprint by the offensive line, uh -huh. you don't let the blocks develop, and then you get tackled. It yeah. still would have been a first down, still would have been a good play, but Jaleel had the patience to slowly run behind Quinn. He yep. got that one block, then he took off. And I think yep. that kind of sh that change in speed that he had um, allowed him uh, to kind of throw those other defenders that were unblocked um, off a little bit because yep. you, it, when, when you watch it in full speed, he kind of goes into a hole of defenders and then just shoots out. And exactly. I think it, his speed and his ability to read that was so key there. And Jaleel was so good in this game. He was one of four players to get a game ball from Sean Payton. And I'll tell you what, after the game, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and then this morning, Sean Payton couldn't speak highly enough about Jaleel. I don't know why he's only getting 17 snaps mm -hmm. in a game. And Marvin Mims getting 16 snaps. I'm going to lose my mind if this stays the way it is. But after the game, Sean Payton said, Jaleel's earned himself an even more expanded role. And uh, for a guy that you said, Todd, you could have put together a whole package of just highlights from Jaleel. Get him the ball more. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. definitely making a lot of plays. And that, uh, that patience is key for running backs. I think that's maybe yep. the number one talent that makes running backs really good in the NFL is their patience to let blocks set up downfield and be able to run behind their uh, blockers. And he has it, man. I think he has a lot of... Uh, veteran knowledge as a young player so hopefully they keep getting him more plays the only thing about Jalil is that he does best outside the tackles and if you have him in there 
for more plays, you start tipping your hat a little bit, and they're going to change the defense that they're playing against them. So you got to be able to switch them in and out to where you get guys like Samaje in there. Now they got to set up the defense for guys that run inside and then switch out Jaleel real quick, and we'll pop mm -hmm. him outside. So hopefully he gets more plays, though. He's making plays. Yeah, I, making I, plays. I completely agree with you All there. right, what's next? You here? All right, so we got second quarter, eight minutes left. The Bears have uh, are up 14-7 to seven on their own 15. Yeah, this is the Khalil Herbert run, and um, this is just the emphasis on tackling. I think the defense um, did some good things yesterday in the second half, um, but this is the first quarter, and I feel, feel like the, Bear, the Bears are kind of unstoppable in this game. What you see is you see a corner blitz, and the corner just gets too high off the edge. He doesn't squeeze and close to the hip of that down mm. defender to be able to make this tackle, so it leaves a lot of space and a lot of opening for uh, Khalil to really get through the offensive line um, and get to the second level. And I believe, is this uh, Jaquan McMillan on that corner blitz there? Uh, I'm not sure. It's too blurry. My eyes aren't good enough. It was 32? Oh, DTY. DTY. Yeah. Yep. So he got too high. And then here, this is a play where, you know, we really should have him wrapped up in the backfield. And that's why I feel like the defense... It's not just on scheme, it's more on execution because, you know, they everybody wants to call for Van Joseph's head, but you, if you see the play before that, if you go back, there's no way he should get through this unscathed and really get to the next level. Mm -hmm. But we have a couple of missed tackles that allow Khalil to get to the next level. So I think there needs to be onus put on uh, Vance Joseph for sure, but I think you need to be split between him and the players because the players have to go out there and execute. And first of all, missing tackles is never okay. And this is a uh, something that continues to bite the Broncos and hopefully they get it fixed. Yeah. And Todd, I mean, to your point, you don't get to be, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't get to be the worst defense in the NFL with a bad coordinator. It, mm -hmm. It's gotta be a mix of bad coordinator and, and bad coaching mixed with player maybe lack of talent and also the lack of talent not doing their job too it's probably a mix of all three of those right? exactly exactly because if you look at this play right here if the corner just squeezes top to the hip that's going to be a tackle for loss now Vance Joseph just called a great play now you know mm -hmm. he's putting them in great positions to win right. and now he looks great but instead it turns out to be a 30-yard run because one the corner doesn't squeeze two linebackers and safeties miss tackles and now this guy's off on the run so we just got to be able to hold everybody accountable to be able to see how we can get better mm -hmm. yep and this is we're talking about uh, a young safety playing. We're talking about a long, young linebacker playing with mm -hmm. Drew Sanders. DTY Broncos made some other changes yesterday by Nick Benito starting mm -hmm. instead of Randy Gregory. We already knew that Jonathan Cooper was going to start ahead of Frank Clark, although Frank uh, didn't play yesterday. Um, and then uh, one more notable change. Why am I not able to think of it right now? Oh, Jaquan McMillan uh, starting ahead of Hussein Bassi oh, yeah. in that nickel position. Yep. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're just don't, they don't have enough talent. Like, they've got Kareem in the secondary. They've got Pat in the secondary. They don't have Justin. They don't have Caden Stearns. They don't have K1. They don't have PJ Locke. Like, if you expect that to be a good group, it's just it, it's just not going to happen. And then you throw in, like, the missed tackles and the missed assignments and all that, and it's just they're in a tough spot. And yep. hopefully hopefully Josie and Justin and Mike Purcell, like, all those guys get healthy here pretty quickly. K1 could be back soon, too, Yep, in theory. And PJ. And PJ. He'd yep. be huge. Yeah, he would be. He would be. So Broncos are lack of talent probably to start the season on defense um, and then also hurt with, with a lot of guys that are out as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right what's, what's next? next? Oh, here we go. Jalil again. Um, I feel like this is... First and 10, third quarter in the game. This is when the Broncos start to mount their comeback. Um, and this is a run by Jaleel, who's able to make defenders miss and get to the outside. Um, I think his speed and his versatility is really coming to light and shown in, like you said, I think he should get more plays. Um, his ability to really get outside and let the blockers block for him. This is something I want to uh, point out with the offensive line. There's a lot of push that the offensive line is getting. I know they haven't been great. There's been times where they've let guys go, especially in the pass blocking, but they are getting downfield. They are putting a body on a body, and they're really allowing him to have kind of open running lanes at certain points throughout the game. Um, and that's partly on Jalil. That's partly on the offensive line being able to create blocks. But I want to give a shout-out to them because they don't get any praise for – you know, what they do in the passing game. But in the running game, I think they've been yeah. pretty good so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's huge because that's what this offensive line was supposed to be. Yep. They were supposed to be really good in the run game, uh, and, and and they have opening up a lot of holes. And you, you see it, Jaleel, 10 carries for over 70 yards yesterday. Yep. That is definitely a lot of credit to him. But especially as a smaller back, 
You're not doing that if you're getting hit at the line of scrimmage every single play. Exactly. And this specifically right here, this is him being one-on-one and making a guy miss. We can't see it because of how the pitches are set up, but the guy that's on his right actually started on his left. And he stopped and started so quickly that the guy mm -hmm. ended up on the other side of him, and then he's taken off uh -huh. downfield. And that's just him being better and really one of the quickest players on the field. And this is something that um, Tyreek Hill has. This is a talent mm -hmm. that he has. His ability to stop and start, he can get to go from zero to 100 really within two steps. And that's something I see in Jalil that's going to make him really, really um, a great player in this league for a while if he's able to continue to build on that because there's no way to account for it. Most guys can't stop mm -hmm. and start that fast. That's that is such a good comparison of what makes Jaleel special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is that, Todd. I love that comp. Uh, what's funny about that, I was trying to get that where yeah. he was moving, but the thing gets it just looked like a blur. So like, <laughs> there's no, like, you're not going to be able to tell what it is because the frames didn't work. I yeah. love that. Todd calling out you here, and you're here trying to defend himself there. <laughs> Hey, at least I'm not Hank. That's all I'm going to do now. Wow. wow. <laughs> Henry, wow. I don't... You're just going to let that happen? He blocked me from the chat, too, which is wow. a thing he does. Let's go. No, 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 no. No, because now I have to hijack the show to complain about it. <laughs> all these things that I would just be saying nice in the, the chat. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't it wouldn't waste you your guys' time, blocked, but now you, you look, guys get to hear, too. Do you look blocked? Look at this. Is this wow, blocked? Yeah, that's not it's, blocked. That's oh, not great. He out. just unblocked it. He turned it gray, oh, and then he wow. looked at me, and he smiled. And Why are you going to believe the guy running the computer, the guy that doesn't know how to run a computer? Oh, <laughs> really quick, speaking of uh, of giving Hank shit, we, oh, had, uh, we met a lot of cool people at the game yesterday, specifically specifically the Broncos tailgate, a lot of Broncos fans there. And one of the guys was like, Hank, you get so much crap on that show. Yes. But we love you. Keep it up. And Hank, <sighs> we do love you. Keep it up. It's all in fun. Yes. Um, and uh, shout out to everyone that we met. The tailgate at, in Chicago and CHGO yeah. was awesome. Todd, everyone missed you there. Everyone was like, mm -hmm. man, we thought we were going to have Todd Davis. Someone brought <laughs> a Todd da or a Super Bowl 50 football. Dang. And they just wanted your wow. signature. Didn't ask um, me to sign it. Henry tried to sign it. And they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> we're not having to sign this. Um, but it was so cool to meet uh, all of you guys. And next time we do this, we're really going to try to have the whole crew there mm -hmm. as well. So, um, um, really awesome to meet everyone and shout out to all the Broncos fans that showed up. Yes, sir. Also, awesome cinnamon roll in the press box. Yeah. About the only thing that was awesome in the press box. I mean, we were in the press box. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. Just a cinnamon roll. <laughs> wow. You set yourself up for that oh, one, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> He's feeling empowered today. Um, do we have empowered. any more plays? Yeah, we got two more. Oh, two more. Two Let's more. hit them. Yeah, this is a touchdown to Cortland. This is, I mean, we wouldn't say Russ is all the way back, but this is definitely a timing route, a great play. And seeing Court one-on-one uh, -on -one with the oh, safety, Court is able to make a good play. And uh, Russ is able to get in there for a touchdown. This is Court one-on-one, and safety gets too far over the top. And, you know, Russ sees it immediately. Look at that clean pocket. Shout out to yeah. the O-line once yep, again for yep. giving him time to make this throw. It's third and nine. Um, really, the Broncos are, are really coming back, and this is really an important play because – you get stopped here. Now you got a field goal. Now you're really still two possessions to where you need to to be to really get the game in your in your control. So great job of getting this to Cortland right underneath the safety. Great route. Um, you know, a lot of guys will drift or, or sink, mm -hmm. but him being able to cut it off right there at the goal line, right in front of the safety, yeah. it was great. And that was also absolute laser it from was. Russell Wilson to get him this ball. And uh, Cortland's playing pretty well. I know he's had some hiccups, mm -hmm. but three touchdowns and four games. Um, mm -hmm. I look for him to continue to get better, and hopefully he's really able to get all of uh, what he can do out of him in this offense. And you see this uh, on that final screenshot there. The the linebacker has his hand up, yep. and the ball, what, an inch above it, just yeah. as perfect yep. as it can be. But it also has to be that laser exactly. because that safety is dropping down and would probably have a pass breakup if it would if it didn't have enough zip on it. So perfect throw from Russ. Um, and I don't know if they showed this on the game uh, copy, but Russ, right after throwing this, it is the most emotion yeah. I've maybe ever seen from Russ in a positive way. Did you see it? He looked like Tiger. Tiger. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Nailing like a 46-yard uh, for foot putt yep. uh, on 18 to win the whole thing. That was huge. Yeah. Yep. And Sean talked about it today, just how Russ always has a half, a glass half full mentality. And he said, especially when we started to pick it up in the game, that started to be contagious for the rest of the team. And I think right there was a massive moment. Absolutely. Great moment for yep. the team. 
Um, and everybody's still following Russ's leadership. So seeing him excited, I know it boosted the rest of the uh, sideline. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And final play to break Last down one. here. What is this one? Oh, this is the sack fumble. Oh. So there was a couple of times in this game, and shout out to uh, the Chicago Bears for not knowing how to coach or block <laughs> up guys. But Nick Bonito is running clean at the quarterback <laughs> at least three times. And if you're not going to block him, he's going to be able to make plays like this. It's a great job from him. Um, Justin Fields is an athletic quarterback, but he's able to get him on the ground, strip sack. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about this is that he went after the – hand that's throwing the ball that's how you really get the ball out that's how guys create trip sacks you don't just want to take this guy to the ground you want to chop at the arm throwing the ball so that he can't get this thing off in time and it turned out to be a great play for the broncos jonathan cooper that's all hustle all effort and he scoops and scores which ends up being the game tying play for the denver broncos and really i would say the game winning play we needed yep, yep. defense to step up they stepped up in a big way and this is really why we won the game and it was a 14-point swing because that Russ touchdown, yep. then this was just a couple of plays mm -hmm. later. This, I mean, th this is what did it absolutely. It changed everything. The Bears lost all of their momentum. Justin Fields lost all of his mm -hmm. momentum, and, yep. and he was the key for the Bears going into this game. And shout-out to Nick Benito. What, I mean, he really is coming on. Yeah. And he got dogged last year, rightfully so. I mean, it was very disappointing, but he was a rookie. And yep. he was a rookie that needed time to develop. And right now, he's, he's playing like... A second round pick and he's really living up to that he was asked after the game uh did he at all maybe bite on the play action on this play he said no he wasn't then, looking he, at the play action no, no. and no. then you watch this there's no chance he was looking at that so <laughs> mm -hmm. credit to him for staying true if it's a tom brady maybe you can bite on it because even if you bite on it and it is a play action you can still get back to him yeah. justin fields you can't bite on those because uh, -huh. uh he's too fast he would just take off and run so really really good job by nick benito yeah. there he's tied for 10th in the nfl in sacks and second in tackles for loss that's uh that's some good he's stuff he's not even a starter no, I mean, he, he did. Yesterday. He yesterday, started for Randy. The first time, but I mean, to have exactly. those kind of numbers yeah. is not right. like a full-time starter. That's big time. And I, he's yeah. earned it. He's yeah. earned it. He uh, has. I don't mean to call you guys out, but it feels like the guys that you guys were really low on in the offseason have showed out more than Who? the guys you guys were high on, higher Who? on. Who? Like, yeah, I hear. Nick Benito, Russell Wilson. What do we say about them? What I, I just say? feel like you guys were, I, I'm talking more to Henry than you, Todd. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, see, yeah, just to yeah. play. Yeah, no, he <laughs> had you. Okay, but oh my the thing, goodness. Thing. Todd can hurt me. You can. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's not true. I see some he steam coming out of Henry. That's not true. That's wow. not true. You got something up your sleeve? What's I'm not, strong. What's not true, yeah, like Sean, yeah. You better watch out. He's pulling his sleeves back. Yeah, exactly. You know what happens when the sleeves come off. You have to cut him off. I got you. If you cut my sweatshirt, you're here. I swear to God. Oh, over. I was gonna give them to you. Why would I cut them? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we might need to do like a stock up, stock down at some point this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like that. I think yeah. we also need to do like uh, maybe a fight night at the DNVR bar. Henry Ooh. and yeah, here. We I'm can in even, if he We is. can even Ooh. have... Look, look at that comment from Jose real quick on the screen. Uh, can we read it? It says, Hank oh. was low on Benito. I don't know that I was low on Benito. I did say, no, no, I did you say that he was bad receipts? last year. No, no, no. H-Town Bronco, I was hella scared. Just no. Like, <laughs> also, to be fair, Everyone was low <laughs> exactly. on Nick Benito. So, no, no, no. You could go after Henry, yeah. but you have to go after 100% of people as well because mm -hmm. everyone was low on Nick Benito. Again, rightfully so. He had he, one sack. He didn't, sh yeah, he didn't even show flashes <laughs> last year. Uh -huh. So, we were rightfully down on him, and now we're rightfully giving his props for, for working on it. And it's not happening by accident. It was him and one other player saturday morning of the draft so mid to late april they were in there working out in the broncos field house at 8 a.m on yep. a saturday morning credit to him he put in the work and now it's clearly showing the coaches are giving him the respect by giving him his first start yesterday um and so yes credit to nick benito he he deserves all of it and yeah. shame on you henry for being low on him damn it um but for fight night maybe we can get some odds over at draft king sportsbook and if you oh. want to bet on that, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And the What's cool thing the about these, um, between Henry and you here, yeah. Henry, you're so confident in yourself. I'll give you a little boost. I'll say you're plus 225. Plus two twenty five. Yeah, I would have put it at plus four hundred without. Really? Uh, I, yeah, oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say this. I'll give Henry this. He is a little bit quicker than me, so I'll give him minus a hundred. Plus hundred, I think we're even. 
I think wow, I will go okay. even. even. I will go even, but he is getting knocked out in the first round. Ooh. Wow, no. <laughs> then the odds shouldn't be even if you think he's going to knock I, out in the first round. I don't think he's capable. You know, I don't think he's capable of knocking somebody out. Like, Ooh. I think he could just swing and wow. swing and swing. I could just stand this there. I wouldn't great. be out. Oh, the you just, Friday night yeah, action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good damn it. Oh, this uh. is incredible. Michael siding with you, Henry, on a, on a knockout. Yeah. Oh, man, I love this. I love this. Um, But, yeah, here, I'm not... DraftKings is not going to let you set lines because I, uh, I don't think your lines make any sense. But DraftKings, you want to get oh, in on the action. Yeah. Great place to go. $200 in bonus best by placing a $5 bet. And I think I have a winner for tonight. So I want to give that to you after I tell you. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or hope ny Text it. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake, Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsibly gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after you issu- issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay, let's jump into our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. And like I said... My favorite game of this entire weekend to bet on is tonight. Mm. I love the Seahawks, and I have not said that in a long time after what they, after all the shit they talked about, Russ. But I love the Seahawks minus two going into New York. New York, the Giants have one of the worst offenses in football, have one of the worst defenses in football. Now, the Seahawks have one of the worst defenses in football, but they have like the sixth best scoring offense in football. I think the Seahawks easily take care of the Giants to get the win tonight. And they're minus two. So give me Seahawks minus two. All right. And I'm taking uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I think everybody was low on the Arizona Cardinals to start the year. Mm -hmm. They're going against the Bengals, who everybody was high on. And the Bengals have really struggled. The money line is plus 150. And I feel like I would definitely take the Arizona Cardinals plus 150 against the Bengals. That's a good one. Wow. There's also a chance that, like, you lose that bet like 40 to zero and you're like what the hell was i thinking <laughs> that, that, one, uh, uh, that might be a really good bet though i don't um, think i don't think the cardinals are losing 40 to zero i don't think they're giving they are playing so. hard oh. as hell uh-huh. and jamar chase is now losing it after yeah. the game saying i'm always bleeping open yeah <laughs> yeah there's a meltdown there um just give me the broncos minus 130 like that just seems easy there's some other like what's the line right now two points wow yeah I, th- I think I like it. Fair. I think I like it. I also, I almost want to get on some Russ props. He, there were crazy odds for him to have a 300-yard game. It would have been the first time in his career he had three consecutive 300-yard games. Broncos started a little slow in that one, though, so he didn't get it. I, I might take, like, a Russ over, too, but I haven't looked that up. Ooh, I don't know. This Jets defense scares me. But Does I, it? I, I, yes. I don't know. Yes. I think it might be a little overrated. Mm. we'll get into it yeah, this we'll, week. We have plenty I, of time, yeah. Their offense, yes, trash. Their defense, really good. But huh. we'll get into that. Um, and also, check out us over at thednvr.com. We got the DNVR lock. We got deals going on all the time. And if you want a free T-shirt, become a diehard. There's so many perks with being a diehard. Like, you get a free T-shirt every single year that you're a diehard with us. You get discounts at the bar. You get discounts on over at the locker and uh, you supporting us really really helps us just like you guys giving a thumbs up in the comment section hitting us with a five-star review uh wherever you listen to your podcast really helps us we are like a couple reviews away from a thousand over i believe on spotify or apple so if you guys could get us to a thousand be the first broncos podcast not just within our company, obviously, in the world yeah. to get to a thousand reviews. And we really appreciate all the love and support. And we'd love it if you checked out thednvr.com, become a diehard, and then also just read our work over at mm-hmm. thednvr.com. Ga- game Grades is coming up from Henry soon. Yeah. That is a must read. So check us out over at thednvr.com. And we're going to check you guys out right now. We've got Broncos coming up. We've got uh, some, some media availability in just a few minutes. So we only have time for a couple of questions, but I want to hit as many as we can. And let's get to a couple of super chats first. First one coming in from Greg S says, plenty of bad I can say about this game, but let's stay positive. Is this resurrection season? Puns intended. <laughs> I bet it is. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Win's a win. Like if I wasn't expecting them to look, great i mean they just lost by 50 points you just need something to build momentum off of and they've 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 taken a step now they can take another step yeah to answer the question that henry avoided yes this is absolutely russ erection season oh. through the first four games of the season yeah through the first four i think he's definitely resurrected 
uh, four games, not three days, but he's definitely finding a way to be <laughs> Wow. The Blind Swordsman says, uh, I don't care if it was the quote-unquote Bears. They beat an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people might not call them an NFL team, wow. but yeah, they are an NFL team right now. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs only beat the Jets by three. Yeah. It's, it's the NFL. It's what yeah. happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's true. Uh, T. Crane says... Can we count down the play clock of the Jets' first drive? Even every drive? Let's make Hackett never want to come back to mile high. Yeah, I think this is going to be something the fans do, and we're going to talk about it as the week goes on because this game, again, Mm -hmm. it's two one-in-three teams, yet there's so much juice. There's so much sizzle here. I love it. Look at my wife leaving a comment. Oh, I love it, Cena. Yes, one of my favorite episodes. Oh, man, so cool to have you rolling with us, Cena. Love it. Wow. (laughs) Um, All right, let's hop into the comment section on the website, hit a few of these really quick. Kai Not Kyler says... Hey, crew, my wife and I are coming to Denver from Portland, Oregon for the Jets game and are excited to be hanging out with you at the tailgate and the bar. In the meantime, I think we've seen enough this season to evaluate one disappointing aspect of our team that seems to be undergoing the radar. George Payton's free agency moves. Powers, Allen, and P. Ryan have been underwhelming. Gregory still hasn't shown up, and Frank Clark is totally MIA. McGlinchey has been an absolute liability, especially with penalties. It still looks like George Payton is a good drafter, but I'm starting to lose doubt his ability to assemble a full roster. How much, if you're splitting power, Sean Payton, George Payton, for making those decisions? It's the free agent moves this offseason. Uh, yeah. Sean Payton has to be 80% at least. Good amount of yep. blame or credit for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll say, like, yeah, McGlinchey has the penalties. Powers has the, pe- I guess Powers hasn't had the penalties. He's just made a couple mistakes and also some penalties. But I, the offense is moving. Whatever they do with the offense, like, if, if the other option was bring back Be- Billy Turner or whatever they would have done. Hey, the offense, to me, doing just fine. Zach Allen, I would like to see more from, though. That that one is pretty disappointing at this point. Yeah, for the most part, I need to see a lot more from these free agents, and we're going to yeah. break it all down yeah. throughout the rest of the week. Nash Bronco says a win is a win. We also have love from the Count Arvada Luke Jersey Bronco, but I just got a text that Bronco's availability is starting in just a couple of seconds. We want to make sure that we're Ooh. covering it for you all. So we'll be back tomorrow. PS2. Tuesday is back. Pastor Tim joining us. Tune in at noon on YouTube. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for rolling with us.